Nothing but the best. The official drive with Lloyd Paul. We are joined by the director of the Center for Critical Research on Race and Identity at the University of Kozulu Natal, Professor Rosina Mott. Good afternoon and welcome to Lotus FM and the official drive. How are you doing? Good. Good afternoon. Thank you for inviting me to participate in your discussion. Thank, Thank you. you for availing time. We really appreciate it. Now, firstly, Professor, was this advertisement racist? Yes, of course it was. Um, all forms of racism, um, especially in advertising, rely on, you know, the ability to manipulate us into believing that our insecurities will be taken care of. Um, black South Africans, all inclusive, I mean Indians, coloured, whoever identifies as black within the broad, broader spectrum, make up more than, 90, I think make up about 90% of the population. So that means that 90% of consumers in the country are black people. Um, it's not only this company, it's companies around the world that have used the strategy to show you and basically dig into the insecurities that have been created um, by racism in a broader sense to say, there's something wrong with you. You need to buy something to change your appearance, to make you look nicer, better, in other words, more white. Right. Now, Prof, what does it say about the companies involved and their checks and balances or lack thereof? Because this has triggered a whole lot of questions in terms of how does this even get to where it got. But what does it say about all of these checks and balances and is there any in place? You know, I, I think what it, what it says is that in any form of, of, in any society, capitalism relies on exploitation. It relies on you know, um, the ability to generate capital has to come from somewhere. And generally, it comes from making sure the most vulnerable, the most exploited, the most oppressed um, are basically either your laborers or you're using those identities to generate income. So if, you, if, you, if you're looking broadly at makeup companies, for example, and I'm not going to mention any names, I mean, they promise all kinds of things, right? You will look beautiful, you will look like this, you will look like that. But at the same time, what we've seen in the last five, ten years, at least, we've also seen the commodification of black people's appearances. For example, bigger lips, um, you know, are certainly very in in Hollywood. Um, We also know that Jennifer Lopez's buttocks has been talked about for decades now. So there's injections made, uh, sorry, there are injections created um, to do that. Um, So at the same time, while black people are being exploited in the sense that your insecurities are tapped into in order to purchase a product, your, your particular identity is also commodified. So there's the contradiction of you don't look like this, so you need to buy the product in order to look nicer, better, more white, more acceptable, more vogue, more Hollywood. And at the same time, you know, most black people are not taught about our intellectual property. What do we own in terms of our bodily presence? And we know that that's being commodified. I mean, look mm. look at the kind of ways in which Beyonce has created, um, you know, phones, uh, sorry, not phones, um, videos on her particular work. I mean, the links that are drawn to Africa is, is unbelievable. We know this happens. So we know that there's both exploitation happening of black identity and black identities being exploited at the same time. Now, Professor Mart. Could this have been prevented? 
could what have been prevented? The advertisement? Yes. Um, yes. I mean, I think this is a bigger question about how does South Africa, how do we go forward? Do we continue as a capitalist society? Because, you know, the whole world is involved in global globalization um, and the kind of ways in which capital is generated is it's, it's just a taken for granted in most societies. So somebody has to be exploited. The question is who? Or the question is, are we going to be able to generate capital um, by looking at racism? And this is, this is, I think, the crucial question, because when you rely on systems of oppression in the same way that, you know, uh, many hundred years ago, um, black labor was used in the mines, it's still used in the mines, um, you know, we need to ask ourselves, can we make products that does not rely on racism? That's, that's the one question I think we need to ask ourselves. Can we make products that actually show an appreciation and understanding, um, a sense that we live in a country with a great constitution that shows equality before the law? Um, you know, can we make products that in any way place us as people in, an, in a position of equity? That is the crucial question, because capitalism relies on the exploitation of the masses, and we know who the masses are in South Africa. Now, finally, Professor, going forward, what are the lessons other companies now can learn and take away from this? Well, first of all, black people have buying power. I think makeup companies... Um, I remember in the 1980s, just before a particular brand came out, which I'm not going to advertise for them um, on your radio show, this person had a sister who was a dancer, and he couldn't find makeup for her, and he branded, started a makeup company to in order so that his sister could have a darker range of products to use. Makeup companies need to wake up to the reality that when you put out particular ideas about beauty, you not only are giving a false and inaccurate account of what beauty is. I mean, I watch and I know what's going on in the world. For example, our current Miss Universe, right, who went there with her own hair, who is a dark-skinned woman and showed us that beauty comes in all shapes, all sizes, all colors. So makeup companies need to wake up because at the end of the day, they want to sell their product. They're just selling the wrong image. I think the EFS had every right to protest because every single man in South Africa has a sister, a brother, a cousin, a partner, a mother, a grandmother, at any stage in our lives that have bought particular products that we were either unhappy with or that we felt was a complete distortion of who we are and what we represent. I'm not going to talk about the violence that ensued um, through all kinds of clashes, but I think as a society, we have to say enough is enough, and at the same time, we have to talk about the creativity aspect. Who's going to create products that we can be proud of and say, this is a great product, it doesn't exploit my racialized identity, nor has it used younger people or like the sweatshop system that we have in the East, in order to create this product, that's what we should be thinking about. Making products that are ethically sound does not exploit our identities and products that we can say can go and travel anywhere in the world and stand up as a South African product.
Director of the Center for Critical Research on Race and Identity at the University of KwaZulu-Natal, Professor Rosina Mott, thank you very much for joining us on the official drive on Lotus FM this afternoon. God bless you and stay safe. Thank you. Lotus FM. Yeah. Yeah. Share the experience. Share the experience.